0: Back to another episode of the Dunkel Index podcast. I'm Ben Dunkel, and here with me is a guy who's just matriculating the ball down the field. That's my dad, Bob Dunkel.
1: Yeah, three yards and a cloud of dust. That's the Dunkel Index in a nutshell.
0: So uh, we had NCAA football week eight last week. Uh, just barely scratched out a winning record on here. We're six and four. Uh, what'd you think about week eight? Well, you
1: know, I think uh we're in the season now, uh certainly in the middle of conference play where uh, upsets are going to happen, I think, with more frequency. And uh, we've had two big upsets in the last two weeks. Of course, two weeks ago, it was South Carolina going into Georgia between the hedges and knocking off the Bulldogs. And then uh, last week, uh, wow, what a shocker close to a 30 point. I think some sports books, they actually were a 30 point underdog, the fighting Illini uh, take on Wisconsin and uh, overcome a nine point deficit in the last nine minutes and end up knocking off Wisconsin, which just looks so good coming in. So that sent some shockwaves through. And of course, you know, all these losses affect the, the playoff picture. I think, both Wisconsin and Georgia were were really in the thick of the playoff picture. And and now I think, you know, need a lot of things to break their way, need help from others. They they certainly don't control their own destiny. So uh, with that, um, I'm looking forward to week nine. Uh, I'm sure there will be some upsets coming our way. Uh, In fact, uh, I think our first game that we're going to talk about uh, may have a little upset to it. So
0: why don't we get to it? All right. Yeah. So, NCAA Week Nine. It's our ten to talk about. Our first game is Notre Dame at Michigan. Notre Dame's five and one overall this year, four and two against the spread, and number fourteen in the index. Michigan's five and two overall, three and four against the spread, and number nineteen in the index. Vegas lines here is Notre Dame by one. Uh, what do you see?
1: Yeah. So uh, Fighting Irish uh, have played well since their loss to Georgia a few weeks back. Uh, won three straight. Uh, They were off last week, but heading into the bye week, they uh, were able to beat USC, although it was a tougher game than they had expected, um, only beating the Trojans by three points, and they came in 10-and-a-half-point favorites. But tough wins uh, are what Jim Harbaugh would love to have right now. Um, Once again, kind of the same story since Harbaugh's return to Michigan. Uh, They went into Happy Valley last week, really dug themselves an early hole, very reminiscent of the Wisconsin game earlier in the year. Um, but this time they, they were able to dig it out, uh, whereas the Badgers really never uh, let them get off the map. But they, they did come back and had a chance to tie late. I know Harbaugh complained about the officiating afterward, but probably should have caught the ball. And uh, they come out with another... Close loss in a big game. Um, And, again, that's been somewhat the theme for Harbaugh since his return to Ann Arbor. Um, The offense did show some life, though, uh, which is encouraging heading into this game, uh, especially in the second half. And, you know, I guess one of the better defenses in the nation in Penn State, uh, they uh, accumulated 417 yards of total offense. It's a season high for the Wolverines. So there may be some hope here heading into this one, according to the index. Uh, the key trends coming in, Notre Dame is 1-3-1 and one against the spread in their last four road games. So haven't been that good outside of South Bend of late. And Michigan is 4-0 against the spread in the last four home games against the Fighting Irish. So they've done well in the big house against Notre Dame. Dunkel Index sees that trend continuing here. Um, the line has definitely been moving open with Michigan as the favorite and has now gone all the way to Notre Dame favored by one but uh, we're sticking close to the initial uh, Vegas line. Uh, the Dunkel Index margin has uh, Michigan favored by two and a half. So we would encourage that line to move even farther and take the points but we'll certainly take Notre Dame and our Part Michigan in the one. For our league game of the uh, weekend,
0: all right. Uh, next matchup is another pretty good one: Auburn at LSU. Auburn six and one on the season, also six and one against the spread, and number nine in the index. LSU seven and zero overall, five and two against the spread, and number six in the index. The line here is uh, LSU by ten and a half. What do you think?
1: Yeah. What is it about Tigers this year? Boy, between Auburn and LSU, you threw Clemson in there, Memphis. It's good to be a Tiger right now. This uh, this battle of Tigers is always tough and uh, certainly in the recent years. And uh, we don't see any difference here, Um, although uh, of the two, LSU is probably looking the more dominating right now. I mean, there's just been no slowing down the LSU Tigers since really week two um, when. they were uh, playing Texas, and, and we're only able to win by seven there. Um, since then, they they have just really been putting the pedal to the metal. Uh, last week was more of the same. They go on the road uh, into Starkville, uh, usually a very tough place to play. The cowbells are ringing, but uh, no problem. Thirty-six to thirteen win as a seventeen-point uh favorite and Joe Burrow uh another big game at quarterback he loves the spread offense that they've implemented throws for 4 TDs and crushes the school TD passing record um with games still to play uh he's got 29 now on the season uh, a good win for Auburn last week uh very important win for Auburn last week you didn't quite know how they were going to rebound from that Florida loss, which was a devastating loss probably for their playoff hopes, although they do control somewhat of their own destiny with, of course, this game and then the Alabama game coming up. Um, so they can get right back into the thick of things. But teed it up very nicely last week with uh, a big win at Arkansas. Not, uh, not the toughest opponent. Certainly uh, the Razorbacks have had their struggles. But nonetheless, going into Fayetteville and winning by 41, 51 to 10, and easily covered the, the 20 and a half point line there. And Bo Nix uh, had a very nice uh, bounce back game as well. The Auburn quarterback threw for three TDs after struggling against the Gators. So this one coming in, uh, Auburn's 4 and 1 against the spread in the last five after allowing less than 20 points in the previous game. So uh, very defensive focus there. And again, they held the Razorbacks to just 10 points last well, last week, so that seems to bode well. And uh the favorite in this series is uh struggled. It's just two and five against the spread in the last seven games. So LSU comes in favored by Vegas at ten and a half. Uh the Dunkel Index margin has this only at three and a half. Uh so of the Tigers. We like the Auburn Tigers in this one. The last three games have been decided by 5, 4, and 1 point. Uh, the margin uh, that the index has for this one seems to fit right into that mode. So we're going to take Auburn plus the 10.5. All
0: right. Uh, next up, I don't know if this game has a, a rivalry name or anything, but they should call it the Battle of the Middle East. It's Wisconsin at Ohio State. Wisconsin 6 and 1 overall this year, 5 and 2 against the spread and number 10 in the index. Ohio State 7 and 0 overall, 6 and 1 against the spread and number 2 in the index. The line here is Ohio State by 14. What do you think?
1: Well, this game, you're right. Uh, definitely the battle of the Midwest, but boy, it looked a lot sexier two weeks ago um, when both teams were undefeated. And you circled this one and said, man, this is, this is really going to be interesting. But a uh, funny thing happened along the way to this game, and that was Wisconsin going into Champagne and uh, not popping any quartz off the champagne after that one. Um, it's just an inexplicable loss. I mean, they had come in uh, the prior two games having outscored the opposition 86 to nothing. Um, the fact that they only put 23 points on the board is uh, shocking enough against Illinois. But the fact that they gave up 24, because uh, this defense had just not been giving anything up. So uh, they were close to a 30-point favorite, as we mentioned. Uh, some sports books, a 30-point favorite, one of the biggest upsets outright, uh, with a straight-up win by the underdog in a long, long time. And, you know, Wisconsin just found ways to lose, which they, they haven't been doing. I mean, they were up nine with nine minutes to play and just frittered it away. And Jack Cohn's interception there at the uh, two and a half minute mark kind of led to Illinois' game-winning field goal. And that was the, the last straw. So they're gonna have to find a way to regroup uh, against a team that has shown no um, intent, to slow down. I mean, the Buckeyes just keep on motoring. Uh, really, since uh, week one, when they didn't cover against Florida Atlantic, uh, it's been six straight weeks of wins and covers. Uh, the last uh, coming last week at Northwestern, uh, which is a beat up team, but still on the road as a 26 and a half point favorite. And they put up a 52 to 3 win. So it's been very, emblematic of how Ohio State has performed so far this season. Justin Fields just gets better every week. He threw four more TDs last week, and J.K. Dobbins is uh, nearing the 1,000-yard mark for the third straight season. He had 121 yards last week. So what we're looking at this one coming in, the Badgers 0-4-1 in their last five road games against Ohio State. So uh hasn't been very good for them in Columbus in recent recent years. And Ohio State is 8-0 against the spread in their last eight following a win by 20 or more points. So uh big wins seem to lead to more big wins. This one has Vegas uh favoring the Buckeyes by 14. It's been going up. Uh the Dunkel index margin has the Buckeyes closer to three touchdowns. We're at 20 and a half points. So Tough week for the Badgers uh, to try to regroup here. Um, Ohio State just doesn't look like um, they're in a very forgiving mood right now, and uh, we see Ohio State winning and covering the fourteen.
0: All right, next matchup is the U at Pitt. So Miami is three and four overall this year, three and four against the spread, and number fifty-six in the index. Pittsburgh is five and two overall, five and two against the spread, and number thirty-five in the index. Vegas line here is Pittsburgh by five and a half. Uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, well, I thought we'd throw a couple games in here. You know, we tend to focus on on the big guys and uh, a couple teams in the next uh, couple games that uh, have been a pleasant surprise uh, thus far, and, and one of those is Pitt um five and two this year, five and two against the spread, uh, done extremely well by the Panthers. Um, and they're just finding ways to scratch out wins right now. They're on a four game winning streak. Uh, those four games have been decided by one, three, three, and seven points. Uh, so you know not blowing anybody out, but getting by and uh, last week against Syracuse, 27 to 20 win. Uh, featured nine sacks, and the defense now is leading the nation in sacks with 36. So, surprisingly tough Panther team going up against the U, which the U this year, I think, probably stands for U turn because, uh, boy, two weeks ago, they looked like they may be coming on after upsetting UVA. Well, I guess it was actually Miami came in a slight favorite. It was upsetting the Dunkel Index, that's for sure. Um, but they pulled out a win against a, a higher ranked UVA team. Um, but then last week, uh, at home, 18 point favorite against Georgia Tech. And they find multiple ways to lose. Um, they gave up a, a punt or a fake punt for TD. Uh, they uh, watched Georgia Tech uh, recover a fumble for a TD. And they had a chip shot field goal to win it blocked in regulation. And what all that added up to was a 28-21 loss to a Yellow Jackets team, which has really struggled this year. Uh So at home, I mean, that's a, a major setback for the Hurricanes. So once again, the Pitt Panthers coming into this. Uh, And they've done well in October. They've been a tough out in in this month in past years, and that looks to be more of the same this year. They're 9-1-1 against the spread in their last 11 games in the month of October. And October has been extremely unkind to Miami, which is just 2-12 against the spread in their last 14 October games. So once again, you know, Pitt, not a big line, 5.5 points, very manageable. The dunkel Index – Margin has this pit favored by 11, especially with Miami coming off of that horrendous Georgia Tech loss at home. So we see the Panthers once again, keeping their winning streak alive, extending it to five and covering the five and a half year.
0: Sorry, Canes.
1: Yeah. Kane mutiny. Um, I don't know what's going on down there. Uh, Coaching change certainly doesn't seem to have helped just yet, but you know, probably a couple recruiting classes until we really judge what's going on down there. But certainly, it's not the same you that has been. Oh gosh, we're, we're talking a couple of years now.
0: They'll never be the same.
1: Yeah, probably. Well, much like your
0: Knowles, unfortunately. No, they'll be back. <laughs>
1: So confident.
0: No logic, don't, don't
1: worry I think you're more confident than anyone living in Tallahassee right now.
0: All right, our next game is Maryland at Minnesota. Maryland's three and four overall this year, four and three against the spread and number 43 in the index. Minnesota's seven to no overall this year, four, two and one against the spread, number 23 in the index. Biggest line here is Minnesota by 16. What do you think?
1: Well, this is our second team to give a shout out to. I think our first appearance on our Dunkel Index podcast, the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. You know, seven and zero, very impressive. In fact, uh, you got to go back to nineteen sixty uh, when the Gophers won the national championship. The last time a Minnesota team was seven and zero, so PJ Fleck has done a wonderful job there and. You know, you can argue about how strong they are. Um, Their four conference wins this year are against Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, and Rutgers. Um, And Maryland certainly seems to fit into that category. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, But, you know, obviously not the strongest schedule thus far in in terms of conference play. But their last three wins have come by 23, 27, and 35 points. So the Gophers are taking care of business against the teams they need to take care of. And Maryland, as I just said, kind of fits into that category right now. Um, you know, the Turps started off flying high, uh, with wins over Howard and, and, uh, Syracuse, uh, by huge margins in, in the first two weeks, but really crashed, uh, their 59 to nothing loss at home to Penn State and Michael Loxley's team has really struggled to kind of come back from that. Um they did have a win over Rutgers squeezed in there, but they've lost the last two uh to Purdue 40 to 14 and then last week at home to the Hoosiers uh 34-28. So, um you know, it's it seems to be a season that is slipping away um uh, from Michael Loxley right now. And they are hitting Minnesota, which is just growing in confidence. So coming into this one, uh the Turps are a pretty woeful one and six against the spread in their last seven road games. And Minnesota's five and oh against the spread in its last five uh Big Ten games. So on this one, the line uh in Vegas is Minnesota by sixteen. The Dunkel Index has Minnesota actually favored by nineteen and a half. In this one, so we are going to go for the Golden Gophers to keep that magical season uh, going for at least one more week, get to 8 0 and cover the
0: 16th. All right, that brings us to uh, halftime, so let's take a quick break. All right, and we're back. So the next game we have is California at Utah. California is four and three overall this year, three and four against the spread. Number forty-five in the index. Utah six and one overall, four and three against the spread. Number eighteen in the index. The line on this one is the Utes by twenty-one and a half. What do you think?
1: Well, I can remember in uh, one of our podcasts a few weeks back having the Cal Golden Bears on there, and we were gushing about how they were four and zero and Just looking like, uh, you know, Cal, this was going to be a a big year, maybe shake some things up in the Pac-12, and three weeks later, they're 4-3. and So that season seems to have kind of crashed. Um, You know, last week, they they hit rock bottom. Uh, They lost to Oregon State. Beaver's uh, not a very highly rated team coming in. Cal was a 10 point favorite at home and they found a way to lose. So three straight losses for the Bears. And now there's some uncertainty at quarterback where, uh, coach Wilcox, uh, ended up putting Spencer, uh, Brash in third string quarterback late in the game. So not good times right now, uh, for Cal for the Utes. Uh, you know, we had kind of. Written off their season a little bit after that loss to USC back in September. But Utah's rebounded very nicely. Three straight wins over Washington State, Oregon State, and Arizona State. And they've covered the spread in all three of those games. Uh, And Zach Moss, their all-purpose do-everything running back, uh, just broke the school record for yards. He had 99 in their win over uh, Arizona State. And two scores. So the Utes are clicking right now. The Bears are not. Bears uh, come in just 16 and 33 against the spread in their last 49 following a loss. And Utah is six and zero against the spread in their last six October games. So looks to be a good time for the Utes to continue uh, doing what they've been doing in recent weeks. Uh, Utah is favored by twenty one and a half in Vegas. The Dunkel Index margin has Utah by twenty four and a half. So we think uh, Cal's recent slippage will continue. Utah will win and cover the twenty one and a half.
0: All right. Next is a game that's probably going to be unavoidable for me this weekend. It's Washington State at Oregon. Washington State's four and three overall, two and five against the spread. Number thirty eight in the index. Somehow Oregon is six and one overall four and three against the spread number 11 in the index Vegas line here is U of O by 14. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's been 38 and dropping though for the Cougars. Um, although they did get a little bit well last week. Um, you know, they lost three of their last four and the meltdown really started uh, with that Horrible loss to UCLA, where they blew a 32-point lead in the second half. Um, They did get their win last week against Colorado, but everybody's been beating up on the Buffs of late. The Buffs have just been hammered by injuries, and so Washington State's 41 to 10 win not that surprising. Um, But we'll say uh, Mike Leach's team allowing only 10 points after the defense had been giving up. A whopping 47, uh, points per game in conference play, um, is a sign of improvement. The Ducks, uh, boy, they really look good. Um, we've said on many occasions, uh, probably the last best hope for the Pac 12 to get to a playoff this year. And that doesn't seem to be affecting them, uh, in a negative way. The pressure, uh, really has made them more focused. And last week, uh, there's six straight wins since losing to Auburn. They, they trailed Washington, their rival, up in Seattle by 14 points. And Justin Herbert, I think, showed a lot of people why he's considered possibly the number one draft pick in next year's NFL draft. Uh, he threw for 14 touchdowns. And, or four, pardon me, 14. Yeah, that would be, geez, we'd go straight to the draft right now. Uh, four TDs. And, uh, you know, led the Ducks to a 35-31 win, which kept their season very much alive, or playoff hopes, I should say, very much alive. So going into this one, uh, the Cougars are 0-5 against the spread in their last five after scoring more than 40 points in the previous game. So just because the Cougars are putting up a lot of points right now does not necessarily mean they're going to uh, keep it within the spread next week. And Oregon is just four and one against the spread, or pardon me, is four and one against the spread in their last five conference games. So, uh, we're not going to get fooled by Washington state's win uh, against Colorado last week being overly impressive. Uh, we think Oregon, better team in this one, um, by a pretty good stretch. Oregon's favored by 14 in Vegas. Uh, Dunkel index has this margin at 17 and a half. So we like the Ducks uh, to come in and uh, win in Austin and
0: cover the 14. All right, so our next game is Boston College at Clemson. BC is 4-3 and three overall this year, 5-2 and two against the spread, number 67 in the index. Clemson is 7-0 overall, 5-2 and two against the spread, number 1 in the index. Vegas has the line here, Clemson by 33.5. Can BC keep it close?
1: Well, close is relative. Uh, Can they keep it within 33 and a half? Would that be considered close? Yes, we think they can. Um, You know, it hasn't been a great season thus far for the Eagles, but uh, after losing three of the previous four and their only win being against Rutgers, they did pull off a surprise last week and looked more like, I think, the BC team that most of us figured they would be this year. Uh, they upset NC State. show you how far they had fallen, though. They were a home dog to the Wolfpack, uh, four and a four-and-a-half-point dog, in fact. But they pulled off the 45-24 win, and against the conference's top uh, rushing defense, uh, A.J. Dillon really went off for 223 yards and three TDs. So that's a very good sign for B.C coming into this one. Um, The Tigers uh, certainly look like they've recovered from their near miss at North Carolina. They followed that one point win with a 31 point win against FSU. And then followed that with a 35 point thumping against Louisville last week. Uh, Travis Evian, uh, their top running back had uh, 192 yards against the Cardinals for his best games since week one. So Clemson, uh, no doubt, playing very well right now. But Boston College has been a tough out in conference play in recent years. They're 16-4-1 against the spread in their last 21 ACC games. And Clemson has struggled a little bit, relatively speaking, uh, against Boston College, especially at home, uh, where they're just – 2-5 and in their last seven games against the Eagles there in Clemson. So, again, will they keep it close? The line here is 33.5 in Vegas. The Dunkel index margin is 30.5. So not too close, but just close enough. Uh, We're going to take the Eagles here and keep it under the 33.5. All
0: right. Uh, this next game, if this were a basketball game, students would be camping out for tickets, but it's football. So Duke at North Carolina. Duke is four and three overall this year, four and three against the spread and number 41 in the index. UNC is three and four overall, four and three against the spread, number 54 in the index. Vegas line, uh, here has North Carolina by three and a half. What do you think?
1: Well, I did. I threw this in there to serve as a reminder that college basketball is right around the corner. Uh, we'll be tipping off in November very shortly, and uh, definitely follow the Dunkel Index for all our uh, our rankings and our picks through the college basketball season because we will have some Duke North Carolina matchups that will be very juicy, uh, probably juicier than this, but it's still Duke and North Carolina getting together. So that's always a fun thing. And uh, the Blue Devils really have been all over the board the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, They had a a big win at Virginia Tech, very impressive. But then that was followed by a home loss against Pitt. Uh, Then another big win over Georgia Tech, a little less impressive. uh, Although, um, as Miami found out, uh, you can't take anybody too lightly. And then uh, that was followed by a really ugly loss last week against UVA uh, where UVA came in struggling and proceeded to beat the Blue Devils 48-14 to um, after Duke was just a a three-and-a-half point underdog. So Duke's offense had averaged over 40 points per game over the last five games but could only manage one score against Virginia's first-team defense. The Tar Heels, on the other hand, have become the masters of the near miss loss. Um, they've suffered near misses in four of their last five games, uh, including losses by three points to Appalachian State. That, of course, that one point loss to Clemson a few weeks back. And then last week, a gut wrenching two point loss to Virginia Tech in six overtimes, which, by the way, uh was the debut of the new overtime rule uh where after the fourth overtime you have to go for two points um even with that new rule it still took six overtimes to decide this one so poor mac brown um you know it's uh it's been slipping away the last couple weeks and we think this one may slip away as well north carolina comes in uh, just one and six. Uh, pardon me, the favorites just one and six in the last seven games between these two teams. North Carolina comes into this a three and a half point favorite, and Duke has been nine and three against the spread in their last 12 road games. So, North Carolina is a three and a half point favorite and, uh, really having a hard time finding ways to win games. They're finding actually more ways to to lose games right now. So on this one, the Dunkel index has this game, actually a pickup game even. And so we will take the blue devils plus the three and a half.
0: All right. Uh, you want to give me a drum roll for this last one, Utah state at air force. Woo, <laughs> go Falcon. All right. So Utah state is four and two overall this year. Uh, four and two against the spread, number thirty-one in the index. Air Force five and two overall, four and three against the spread, number fifty-two in the index. Vegas line here is Air Force by three and a half. What do you think?
1: Yeah, but did you see who Air Force's backup quarterback was last week? Who came in and led the Falcons to the big win at Hawaii?
0: Is he related off- to?
1: Mike Schmidt. I I I don't. I think it is the Mike Schmidt. I don't. Why is he joining
0: Schmidt. the Air Force? Well, it's because he wants to
1: play quarterback for the Falcons. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> Schmidt he hit over five hundred home runs and is now leading the Falcons in, in Air Force. Um, yeah, we'll have to do a little research to see if there's any lineage there, but. Needless to say, they have a kid named Mike Schmidt. He's played quarterback, and he thumped Hawaii last week, 56 to 26. So uh, Falcons have now won three of their last four and uh, have covered tiny little single-digit lines of two-and-a-half against Fresno and and three-and-a-half against Hawaii with big wins. So uh, Vegas doesn't seem to be giving them a lot of respect, and Air Force doesn't seem to care. Um, the Aggies have been playing pretty well as well. Uh, they've won four or five um, since their opening week loss to Wake Forest. Uh, their only setback over that period was that 42-6 loss uh, at LSU. Um, no uh, no crime in that one. Um, LSU's been thumping everybody. So uh, that was to be expected by the Aggies. But the Aggies come into this one just 4-11 against the spread in their last 15 road games versus a team with a winning home record and air force is 14 and three against the spread in its last 17 uh, following a win by more than 20 points. We said they, they beat the uh, rainbow warriors by 30. So uh, the Dunkel index is going to go with Schmitty again. Um, air force is fair by three and a half in Vegas, another tiny little uh, line. Dunkel Index has uh, this one, Air Force, by six. So we're going to take the Falcons minus the three and a half. Go Air Force. Okay. Beat Utah State. But, yeah, thanks, for everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, We'll be back here next week to look at 10 more college football games and five more NFL games. So good luck to
0: everybody over the weekend. Yep. Talk to you later. See you, Ben. See ya.